0: Hello and welcome to My Career in Data, a podcast where we discuss with industry leaders and experts how they have built their careers. I'm your host, Shannon Kemp, and today we're talking to Lynn Silverston from Universal Mindful. Today, we are joined by Len Silverson, a consultant with Universal Mindful, and normally this is where a podcast host would read a short bio of the guest, but in this podcast, your bio is what we're here to talk about. Len, hello and welcome.
1: (laughs) Hello. Really nice to be here. I'm really glad to share with all of you.
0: Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I've known you for a while. You've come to and speak at a lot of our conferences, and uh, and we were just talking about it a little bit in the pre-show. You're famous and well-known for your Zen with Len sessions at our data governance conferences. What are those? Uh,
1: you know, I love doing it. Uh, the title is usually, what the heck does Zen have to do with data? <laughs> <laughs> and what i normally say is everything because yeah. uh data is really just stuff that we're given it's right. all of the stuff that we're given and that's what zen is you look at everything that we're given and you're with it you're with all of these gifts so uh and then the other reason i do these then with len uh sessions and I, I do it at conferences i also do it uh, uh through my company Zen with len is to share ways of being mindful in a fun way. In a fun oh. way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, yeah. and they are so fun, Well, but yeah. let's, let's talk, let's talk about uh, your consulting side of the world. So you're a consultant at Universal Mindful. It's your company. So tell me about Universal Mindful.
1: Yeah. So we're an organization uh, that's, that's mainly myself. Uh, providing human behavior and corporate culture, mindfulness specifically in the data arena. So my clients realize that their success is based upon their culture, collaboration, negotiations, how people handle themselves. And I have uh, focused for the last 20 years on how I can help organizations and people be effective at the very foundational level. Now, I've also had decades of experience in the technical sides of data management and data governance. And as you know, I wrote several books on it. And after after decades, what I realized is that the technical aspects of, of data, uh, in my opinion, are much less important than the foundational aspect of how we get along together, how we collaborate, how we handle conflict, how we communicate, how we uh, build trust, how we understand our core motivations and our core purposes, how we are aware in the data space. So I have a framework that includes all of those things with tons of tools and techniques that I teach in webinars and seminars and in, in consulting, we, actually practice uh, developing these skills.
0: Oh, that's so great. You know, we've heard from so many um, people we, I've interviewed so far uh, for this podcast about how communication is so important. Those right. people skills are so important. It's not in the, in the data world, in the data management jobs, just like you're talking about. It's not just being able to manage the data. It's it's, it's because you can't do that without those that communication.
1: Right. Right. And, and and I think a lot of people are unaware of the idea that there's these all of these tools, like speci- in, in all the areas that I mentioned, but like mm-hmm. in communication, I use Burlow's model of communication and mirroring, mm-hmm. labeling and calibrated questions. And uh, there's all of these tools about body language that are so important in communicating that uh, sure. very often we just don't know.
0: Yeah. It's so very true. Oh, that's exciting! Well, so Len, tell me, what does your typical work week look like then? How is it, how are you working with your customers, your clients, to to build these skills?
1: Yeah, so uh, traditionally, I'll set up a uh, initial, uh, ideally in person session. So mm-hmm. I'll usually fly out to them, and we'd usually do a half day session to start. And I share this framework of six areas that I've already shared with you. It's, uh, awareness, purpose, motivation, trust, conflict, and, um, uh, and, um, overall skills in, in, um, uh, in collaborating and negotiating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what we'll do is do, uh, uh, training, uh, working session on these skills. So people know the techniques and they know the tools. And then generally I meet with clients every couple of weeks to, uh, 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 practice those skills ongoing. It's usually only like 50 minutes every, every two weeks. So Hmm. it's an incremental skill. And on each one of those sessions, we'll focus on one of those areas and reinforce the tools and see what they've done the last couple of weeks. Uh, Very often on the off weeks, I'll meet with the team that's that's trying to uh, be the champion over culture and we will strategize about how to best uh, develop culture in organizations. And by the way, after 40 years in data management, what i found is that the most successful uh, organizations um, have one thing in common, they understand and are able to implement. These cultural skills. It's, it's the number one factor as a matter of fact, all the keynotes I've ever seen agree on that. And yet it's really interesting. I don't see, um, uh, uh, it's actually rare for companies to do this, to actually invest and say, Hey, we really want to learn this culture for, uh, for the data profession. And there's inevitable things that happen in the data profession. We go Try to implement enterprise-wide standards on the project, and they say, "Leave us alone. We're doing agile." There's all of these inevitable things that happen. So I focus on, "Hey, let's take the inevitable things that happen and share very uh, important uh, ways to uh, to effectively deal with this and be successful."
0: Oh, very cool. Well, let's back it up a bit, a little bit here, Len. So tell me, like, when you were very young, so like six years old. <laughs> this is the dream. Okay. Was this the dream? Did you say I'm going to grow up and and be a consultant uh, in in collaboration?
1: <laughs> okay, so I grew up in a New York Jewish family, and when I was six years old, uh-huh. uh, people asked me uh, what did I want to be when I grew up, uh-huh. and uh, I remember I used to say I want to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, I and love it. Like, I want to be successful,
1: <laughs> and uh, and I think that uh, I think that lasted uh, through my twenties. I worked very very hard, studied <laughs> hard, went to really good schools and, and companies, and and uh, I think in my late twenties a light bulb went on. Uh, yep. you know, oh my gosh, uh, the life is. So much more than just achievement and success. It's, it's uh, that's yeah. not the core uh, of what life is about. The, the core of life is life. <laughs> How do we live well? How do we yeah. live well?
0: Yeah. Uh, redefining success.
1: Yeah. Redefining success. And that's what I teach in both my Zen with Len business and my universal Mindful business. How do we live well? Uh, Which, by the way, was Aristotle's purpose, he said. So I figure I'm in good company if I haven't seen <laughs>
0: Indeed. (laughs) Well, well, so tell me about that. So you're, you know, as you're getting older and you're teens, so like what a passion and is you getting into high school and onwards, you know, what did you start studying? What were you studying?
1: Yeah. So let's see. I really liked math when I was Mm -hmm. uh, younger. Uh, Mm -hmm. So in, um, in high school, I excelled in math. Uh, I, and, and um, that, that idea of being Successful led to after I got an accounting degree, oh, uh, uh-huh. um, and of course, you know, I had to graduate with honors and be successful and all this stuff. Uh, and uh, and I thought oh, I could be a CPA, but you know what? Uh, people in sales they make a lot of money. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was like, okay, let's follow yeah. my dream. We'll <laughs> you know, so I went into sales. And yeah. I sold insurance, and I sold calculators, and I sold computers. Wow. And, uh, and I actually did well in sales. And it's a really good background because when you really study sales, you realize it's not about pushing. It's about understanding, and it's about building mm-hmm. rapport, and it's mm-hmm. about fulfilling the needs and wants of people. When I, and then when I really got that message, mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? I want to do that a different way. And I actually switched careers. Uh, it, it was actually a major shift in my, in my, in my career because I was uh, making extremely good money in my life. I was a job selling computers back in the eighties, nineteen eighties. Oh yeah, sure. So I was making six figure income, and I was like high on the horse. And I thought, you know <laughs> what? Um, I want to do something more than sell. I want to build. I want to create, and I want to build computer applications. Uh, Uh and, um, so I, uh, I decided to go back to school and leave my cush, uh, job and I, and I, so I just quit and I said, you know what, I'm going back to school full-time for a master's in computer science. Wow. And, uh, and that was pretty tough to, uh, to let go of that. I'm sure. Um, and then I uh, and then I got out of uh, my master's degree and I thought, well, I want to get a, the best job. So I took a job at that time it was the big eight. Now it's the big four, you know, one of these big uh, yeah. uh, consulting firms. And I worked 100 hour weeks and I made a quarter of what I used to make a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, yeah.
0: So what were you doing in that in that first job?
1: Yeah, I was uh, focused on data still. I got my master's degree focused on uh, uh, database. Uh, nice. And um, I was inspired by one of my teachers, who was the dean of the of the school at Rensselaer <laughs> Polytechnic Institute in New York. And uh, I was inspired by my teacher, Dr. Tim Martin. Uh, i was still uh, always inspired by him. And he was this... Uh, was this guy with a big handlebar mustache and he'd written several books and databases and fun guy for fun he'd go out and and sell hot dogs in a hot dog stand uh when he wasn't doing his database (laughs) work and i by the way i'm a big advocate of fun i (laughs) so that's uh all my courses i say hey i want to be of service we want to accomplish so much but uh, let's also have fun yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Tim was like that. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, after I had written some books and, and done articles, he called me back to the school, and I did a presentation for the school. Oh, nice! He, he was so proud. He's like,
0: oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, so well, yeah. tell me. So you're you're coding now for a consulting company out of college after you get your master's right uh, mostly right. In, in databases
1: yeah well i started they they have you actually you're right they set you up coding in copal then. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: again it was in the 80s uh, yeah and uh so i was busy coding and then i gradually uh moved myself into the area that i studied into database design mm-hmm. and focused on database design and then switched to a, uh, this, uh, startup company. And that was the end of the eighties. A very small startup company, uh, six people in a rented office. And I happened to be in Australia at that time. And I was exploring it actually, they were a little bit known in the United States, but completely unknown in Australia. Uh, uh little six people in a rented office, uh, a little company called Oracle. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so Talk I, about I getting led.
0: in on the ground level.
1: <laughs> yeah, I led the uh Oracle um uh Australia and um uh, Pacific region consulting and training practice for for this company that just skyrocketed. Uh so oh, that was really that's exciting. amazing.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 So um so so t- were you, and so
0: what were you doing for them and then what was next?
1: Yeah. So what I did for them is I, uh, led their consulting and training. So I hired mm-hmm. consultants and I, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, managed them and I sent them all over the Pacific region, the Solomon islands and, and yeah. uh, I mean, all over the place, uh, yeah. uh, all over Australia and. Uh, I would do high level consulting myself, but very little, mostly I was managing and sending out consulting, uh, 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 uh clients. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, so it was rewarding to be, to see this real high success, but I, um, I really wanted to do the work myself. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. uh, I said, you know, I want to be hands-on. I just want to be hands-on. So um, um, I left there. I actually uh, looked around at different opportunities. I had um, uh, another opportunity to be head of worldwide consulting for uh, another company that was well-known at the time, Sequin Computers, and uh, they're, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not now. But uh, I, I, they gave me this really cushy job to be head of consulting and training over worldwide operations all over the world. And I said, You know what, Um, I want to do hands on I took a job instead of that people thought I was nuts. But I took a job instead of that being a DBA at a Uh a local insurance company. (laughs) Wow. As a contract consultant. Uh, Wow. Yeah. uh, Because I wanted to do the work hands on. Uh, Yeah. And I said, I want to be a really solid technician in, in, uh, in data. Um, uh, so I worked on mainframes and, and all, all sorts of, uh, uh, environments, uh, troubleshooted and did all this work on, on databases.
0: Wow. That's so that's very cool. So, so did you start expanding your data skills from there?
1: I did. I did. I kept on studying very hard mm-hmm. my whole career. I worked, uh, I worked a lot a lot of hours so I worked very very hard there and I would study and uh, uh, and work and um, um, as a matter of fact uh, while I was working I started writing and I started writing books mm-hmm. uh, and um, what was
0: your first book
1: so the first book is called the uh, the data model resource book and mm-hmm. you know I had this idea this was actually in the 90s uh, so in the early 90s I was looking out and um, I had a friend that lived near me uh, who's also well known in the industry Bill inman yeah and w- we were friends and I knew he had wrote books and I talked to him for about five years and I said bill you've got to write a book on template models there's no template models available like we really need these template database designs and um, he said yeah 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 and he'd go along <laughs> with it and uh, and after about uh, five years of telling him that, uh, I get a call from his editor over at Wiley Publishing. Yeah. And the call was, uh, Bill Inman says you want to write a book. <laughs> I actually never thought about that. I, <laughs> and I got the call and I said, yeah, okay. Yeah, I want to write a book. <laughs> So I worked on that book very, okay. very hard, and uh, Bill was a, a, a co-author on that. So it gave it a little bit of crud. Um, nice. Yeah. And um, uh, and I uh, I worked on it, and um, uh, we published it, and it, it got uh, it, it got a lot of acknowledgement. Uh, and then uh, I worked on the. Uh, the new edition of the book, uh, twice the size and twice as many models. So they were all template models. It's still, it's first edition was published in 1997. It's still being, uh, uh sold, uh, That's, uh, so, yeah. uh it, it got the best sellers list and, uh, uh, it, uh, it's done quite well. Uh, and yeah. then I published two, two additional volumes of that for industry models. And also for the underlying patterns in data, so mm-hmm. volumes one, two, and three. Uh, and uh, so very rewarding, but um, uh, an amazing, amazing amount of work. I put tens of thousands of hours into these books. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's no easy feat. So congrats. And uh, I'm sure they're being consumed even more now. We're seeing a lot of new data modelers out there looking for for help.
1: Yeah. And the CDs that give you the sequel for the, uh, for the book. Also, those are other products that are, that are being sold still. Uh, so <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, my, my uh, the publisher said, you know what, that's unbelievable. It's almost 30 years to have uh, books in publication for that long. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, so I've been blessed. I've been blessed. And, um, and it's and- also a great gift. Like, uh, I hear of companies, um, like uh, one company that I did consulting for, so so decade for decades, what I was doing is uh, helping people jumpstart their database designs and doing mm-hmm. data modeling, and also helping the data governance and uh, common glossaries and and all of this work, and I had all these tools and templates. Um, and uh, I remember one one of my clients said, uh, their whole family knew me; they had all read the books and used the books. And by the way, they use the books that build the software product, but they sold their whole company based upon the the models that I published. Uh, I've heard all sorts of stories like that. So it's really nice to have um, influenced people's lives like that.
0: More and more companies are considering investing in data literacy education, but still have questions about its value, purpose and how to get the ball rolling. Introducing the newest monthly webinar series from Dataversity, Elevating Enterprise Data Literacy, where we discuss the landscape of data literacy and answer your burning questions. Learn more about this new series and register for free at dataversity.net. Really that is amazing. very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be, feel rewarding, you know. That, very,
1: very yeah. rewarding. Uh, uh, but, but about 20 years ago, I made another major, major switch yeah uh, so from the 80s and 90s and 2000s and and even in the 2000 teens i was focused on uh on databases but then mm-hmm. in 2004 when i was asked to do a keynote i thought long and hard about it and they said you could do a keynote about anything you want and i said okay let me see what's most important and i started talking about human behavior because mm-hmm. what I was noticing in my clients is, yeah, you could jumpstart your database design, you could jumpstart your data governance effort, that's fine, and I have methodologies for it and, and all these technical tools available to me. But what I noticed is that um, the ones that were successful um, at the core, it's because of the human behavior, it's because of the people. Uh, that was the number one factor. So I gradually shifted my career from universe. It used to be called universal data models Mm -hmm. and I gradually over time shifted it uh, to the point that I'm at now where, um, I really don't, I, I'll answer questions on data models or or things like that, but, uh, but but really, my engagements are not about that anymore because uh, the, the human behavior is, uh, in my opinion, so much more important. And there's also uh, not very many people that focus on human behavior in the data space.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. But and it is again, it, people. I I'm with you. I hear so many people mention how important it is. And you're right. right. The most successful are do uh, focus on that.
1: Right. I look at. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked in a lot, uh, many, many data governance and data management efforts all over the world in every continent, uh, every mm-hmm. continent except Antarctica. I haven't done one there yet. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, uh, all these efforts and quite frankly, a, a lot of them were values. A lot of them did not succeed. They canceled the program or they didn't create the value that they wanted. And then there's a handful that i'm so proud of that were so successful and when i look back at them uh, like one distribution company it was all about trust it was all Mm. about trust and that trust uh, transcends into their systems where the systems are connected and integrated Um, uh, uh, another one it was all about purpose a medical organization they're all focused on purpose about saving people's lives and that Uh, got brought into the system. Another one was student information. It was all about collaboration and working together. And these people that were on their way out of the system created one of the most successful teams I've ever seen. But it was all through the human dynamics involved. Uh, So um, I love just helping organizations do that. So that's what I study now, all different frameworks and techniques.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Well, I do want to back it up just a, a little bit, because um, you mentioned, you know, how did, how did you go from being a DBA to getting into, you know, stretching out into data governance? So, you know, there is a natural progression to data modeling, right? You know, right. But, you know, how do you how did you get into the different aspects of data management there? Because so many DBAs don't, right? They, it's not the path for them.
1: But yeah, that's actually also a very difficult transition. Yeah. So I thought I cut my teeth on the real technical stuff. So mm-hmm. I uh, knew how to tune, and I knew how to how to uh, look at issues, and um, and and I knew the databases. You know, I worked on IBM databases, and of course, I got Oracle training, so I knew Oracle databases really well. Right. Um, and um, and from there, I expanded out into architecture and modeling, and looking at more of the big picture, and I. And what I did is um, started out, and a lot of people ask me this, I started out not really as a consultant, uh, it more as a contractor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a consultant too, because I'm doing six month engagements and, and one year engagements. So I did things like that for several years. Um, and uh, uh, But what I really wanted to do is get in and be a specialist and say, okay, I wanna do, uh, you know, 10 days at this company and 10 days at that company. And I made a big leap. So first I made the leap from technical to architecture, because you could mm-hmm. see what's happening technical. And then I worked with many great data models and de- great data architects. And I learned those skills.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that was one transition. And then another transition was from contractor a six month to, uh, uh, uh being, a consultant where my uh, jobs through my company universal data models it's the same company but with a different name uh, uh were, we're all 10-day engagements um or hmm. five-day engagements or three-day engagements mm-hmm. and i would have many clients at a time and pop around and i did it all over the world i did it in the middle east and in europe and all over
0: that's very cool and
1: uh, uh but but in order to make that transition it was actually a very difficult transition I had to, well, I had to write books uh, Mm -hmm. to to show, I had to have uh, a lot of material that I could bring. So there was a lot of value there in the three days or 10 days and Mm -hmm. really hone in on learning one particular skill. In my case, it was data modeling. Oh, and then from there, I expanded out to data governance because a lot of my clients would ask me to do data governance work from data modeling. Um, Very interesting, yeah. I developed a whole methodology on that and techniques on that, and also brought value to the table.
0: So there was a need, a demand for you to learn these skills as you progressed.
1: There was, yeah, there was, and then I saw there was a uh, a need for the culture, uh, yeah. even though, ironically, not as much demand. Yeah, but more of a need. <laughs> It's more of a need, yes. <laughs> and and the other way I look at it too is is uh, you know we have this life and there's limited time in this life. You know, do right. what you love, do what is most important, uh, and and what I think is most important is a skill of learning how to how to live the best life, and that includes in corporations and people yeah. draw this artificial line between corporations and personal. Say, oh, I can't express right. emotions, or I can't. Die. No, 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 no. You have to um, bring yourself in fully, um, and and uh, and learn how to live. Um, taking the marrow off the bone, you know, in in yeah, corporate sure. culture, how do we do that? How do we make the most out of it? And by the way, if we do that. We can create amazing successes in data, in data management, in data governance, and data strategies and data architecture. Yeah.
0: I feel like there's a lot more conversation around creating that kind of culture since the pandemic, expe- especially. Um, yeah. uh, you know, it gave people a new perspective. <laughs> really, yeah. searching for what's important. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And I, and I also do that in my Zen with Len practice where I coach people personally. Mm-hmm. And actually, actually, every Monday I run a, I run a session at 4.30 Mountain Time every Monday where I'll give a talk on some life subject, uh, online. So these are online sessions.
0: So that yeah. is your second business, Zen with Len?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that as well.
1: Yeah, that's where I do, uh, 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 lead retreats. So I've, mm-hmm. uh, uh studied um, uh, Eastern philosophies and mm-hmm. and all actually all different philosophies eastern and western philosophies for for decades as well so while I was doing the data work I, I got ordained as a Zen priest and uh, uh, spent actually hundreds of days uh, in silent meditation retreats wow. uh, yeah sometimes attending sometimes leading uh, and uh, so um, so that's another way that I give back. Uh, like for instance, this Monday sessions, there's no cost to it. People just come and uh, listen and meditate. And I- Nice. Uh, uh, and, and share. And- uh, Nice. So, uh, and then uh, at, at data conferences, as, as you know, I uh, I lead uh, meditation retreats at, uh, not meditation retreats, but small uh, Zenwood Lend sessions at the sessions. conferences and thank you so much data by the way thank you dataversity for uh <laughs> for sponsoring a lot of the Zenwoodland len uh, talks that i give
0: uh oh my well. gosh yeah it was, they, people love them yeah. it's it's an easy decision right <laughs> it's full all the time
1: you know i've had uh people uh, uh um, that have come to these sessions and what i share is mm-hmm. a challenge i show multiple meditation techniques. And there's a lot on my website, on Zenwoodlen.com uh, a, a videos sh- showing how to meditate. And I say, just one minute a day, one minute a day. Uh, I, and people have come to me saying, it's really made a difference in their life. One guy um, said, uh, you know, um, I've done this for two years. I even encourage people to uh, ping me on my cell phone, uh, saying, yeah. hey, have you meditated? He did it for two years. He said, man, I feel so bad I'm pinging you on the cell phone. I'm like, no, 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 that's great. And he said, it's changed his life. One minute a day, just one minute uh, a day. Because yeah. people don't stop. And uh, yeah. and just to stop for a minute, uh, you know, you rewire your brain in 45 seconds. Just yeah. to stop for one minute makes a difference.
0: Yes, indeed. Very much so. Um, yeah, I, I certainly have experienced that <laughs> myself. So it, it's very lovely to pause um throughout the day uh and i want to come back to that a little bit as well but um let's so just getting back a little bit into your into your data career you know having worked with data for so long um what is your definition of data
1: mm. you know i've asked uh many different industry experts their definitions okay. of data too uh cuz i really believe in having a good business glossary Really understanding. And yeah. uh, the way I see data is data is actually derived from the word datum, the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Latin word datum. Uh, but, by the way, some people say, oh, data is information, data is facts. Uh, uh, there's a real big difference between data and facts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, facts are something factual. Data from the word datum, uh, singular, means something that is given. That's oh. all it means. Something that is given to uh-huh. us. So you're giving me all this data visually, auditorially, sure. uh, uh, whatever we touch and feel is data. Everything that is given to us in any of our senses is data, uh, and uh, and and data just is the plural of datum. Uh, yeah. So what it means is something given to us. Uh, It doesn't, it could be a figure, uh, it could be a number, it could be text, it could be a smell, it could be a feeling, it could be a thought, it could be anything that we sense and things that we don't sense.
0: Indeed, that's a great definition and and certainly when I haven't heard, I learn something every every interview.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I say Zen and data. Yeah. are 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 so intertwined because sure. zen 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 is a japanese word that means awareness right. what are we aware of we're aware of the data uh everything all right everything that we come in contact with is data that
0: is so very true As yeah. a great definition um,
1: except we're generally not aware of 99% of the data, <laughs> so we're not. There's so much happening. So if we could increase our awareness from from like 1% to 1.1%, yeah, we're doing well. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's why you qualify, right? So data, so things that we perceived and unperceived
1: <laughs> that <Right>. we're receiving. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's still, still data. It's just unperceived data.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you see the number of jobs working with data increasing or decreasing over the next 10 years and why?
1: Yeah, I see it uh, uh, increasing dramatically. Yeah. Uh, data is growing exponentially. Um, uh, the, the last time I looked on the, uh, internet, we create 2.5 quintillion bytes of information yeah. uh, every day. Uh, yeah. uh, most people don't know what a quintillion is, is one with 18 zeros after it. Like if you <laughs> took a quintillion and you took a quintillion pennies, yeah. you could cover the earth's surface with a quintillion penny five times. Wow. Uh, Yeah, Uh, he took that he's elated out of the entire. uh, It's we're creating tremendous, tremendous amounts of data. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think that's one of the biggest issues that I talk about: that we're overloaded with data. So much data coming in.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's very true. Um, So, what advice would you give to people looking to get into a career in data management?
1: You know, in my uh, human behavior uh, my classes, I, I, I often will say, be grounded in your purpose, be grounded mm-hmm. in your motivations. In my coaching practice, I um, I have a uh, methodology called Values Determination. Let's say, what are the greatest values? And I love acronyms, so I created an acronym for this that's called Live Presently. And for mm-hmm. every letter, there is an exploration um so like for instance for l what do i love to learn about Uh, i what inspires me v what do i visualize e what energizes Mm -hmm. uh then presently p what do i purchase and so on and i go through a process with people of saying hey what is their real passion what is their gifts what do they love Um, and what i would say is follow your passion follow what you love and look at the opportunity Um, I uh, found an opportunity. One of the other reasons I followed data modeling is because data modeling is all about a puzzle
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I love figuring out puzzles. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's just how I'm wired. So, uh, so follow, uh, do exploration. So I would say in data management, there's a lot of different careers, Um, follow and, and do some exploration to say, what might fit you uh, more appropriately. And it'll change over time, like I shared with you. My career has changed.
0: Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. So do this at, at different points in time.
0: Oh, such great advice. And uh, yeah, you know, it's so true. And like you say, it's in data, there's so many different job types working with data. You can And there you can work in any industry with when you're working with data?
1: Uh, absolutely, I've worked in so many different industries. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Dozens of industries.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Len, so I would be remiss if I didn't ask, uh, uh, you mentioned your Zen with Len URL already, if you wanna mention it again, like we'll make sure check out your Monday sessions.
1: Yeah, if anybody's at all interested, just go to zenwoodlen.com, Go
0: mm-hmm. to the
1: event session. There's a weekly meditation um, uh, that you could just get a link to and join us. We we uh, start off with a meditation, and then we do sharing, and then we uh, and then I give a talk on um, uh, some life topic. Um, nice. It might be on trust. It might be on letting go of identity. It might be on. It could, it might even be on career path, uh, <laughs> or, uh, it could be on any topic. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and I, uh, um, teach from a Zen perspective. There's usually a story involved and, and some practical tip, uh, and often this discussion after that of, uh, okay, what did, what did you, uh, what did, what, what are your insights from this? Uh, what are your questions from this? Uh, um, so, uh, if you, uh. If you like, you can email me at len at zenwithlen.com uh, and uh, ask me questions if I can, if I can help you, uh, and, or join our, uh, uh Monday session or, um, look at the, uh, videos that are on the site or, uh, and, um, I don't charge for any of that. And then, uh, I do personal coaching for people if they want. And the first session, uh, is usually complimentary. Um, so, uh, nice. um, uh, if I can help anyway, uh, I'm glad to do it.
0: Uh, and, and if somebody wants to solicit your services from universal mindful to help in understanding and building a collaborative culture, how do they reach you there?
1: Yeah. Just go to, um, universal mm-hmm. and, uh, my email there is L Silverston at Univ for universal. Uh, univdata.com. Uh, so U-N-I-V for universal and data like information. Univdata.com. And nice. uh, uh, they can reach me that way also. In, uh, uh, silver and an S-T-O-N. Yeah.
0: And we'll grab those links um, from you and make sure and get that posted on the podcast page for everybody. So, yeah. Len, this has been so fun. I really enjoyed <laughs> this conversation.
1: Oh, it, uh, it's been my pleasure. My ah. pleasure. And uh, thank you to everybody listening. So,
0: yeah. oh, Len, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Really appreciate
1: yeah, my, it. My pleasure.
0: To all thank of you. our listeners out there, if you want to keep up to date in the latest in podcasts and the latest in data management education, you may go to net forward slash subscribe. Until next time, stay curious, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dataversity Talks, a podcast brought to you by Dataversity. Subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates and information about our free educational webinars at dataversity.net forward slash subscribe.